Hello, this is Gary Hutchins, minister with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners. It's designed to get us into God's Word every day for, oh, about 12 or 13 minutes or so. And in so doing, help us to grow in our faith and stay strong in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. But you know, Staying in God's Word, getting into it for a little bit each day, it helps us to have a better mindset, to be better prepared to take on the day and all of the challenges and rigors and even the temptations that the devil might throw at us. You know people in your life who need to change their thinking. They need to become more spiritually minded. They need to start thinking about their souls and their relationship with God. Share these short studies with them. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But make up your mind and share. You probably have members of your own family who need to turn their thinking and their lives around. So share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, neighbors, anybody and everybody you can. You may help somebody change the course of their life and get to heaven. What a great blessing that would be, but also would be a great blessing for you as you help them make that change and ultimately come to eternal life through Jesus Christ. So start sharing today. We're looking at a very fundamental question. In the spiritual life, at least it should be in the spiritual life of every individual, what should I look for in a church? What characteristics should I look for in determining what church I should belong to? People find different points of motivation in their lives that ultimately guide them to start thinking, I, I need to find a church. Well, what is the basis upon which I should make that decision of which church I should belong to? We noted that the scriptures the scriptures alone are the authoritative guide as to what to look for in a church. What do the scriptures teach us? Well, it must be the church founded by Jesus himself. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, he said, Upon this rock I will build my church. So not a church that belongs to some governing body or synod or council, or board of governors, or whatever, that makes up the rules, determines what it's going to teach and preach and practice and, and believe and so on, God's word lays that out for us. Jesus must be the only head, and as the head of the church, he is all authoritative. Matthew 28 and verse 18, he said, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. He is the head of the church, Ephesians 1, verses 22 and 23. He is to have preeminence at all things, Colossians 1 and verse 18. The church is his body, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. And again, Colossians 1 and verse 18. It also needs to be a church, in fact, it must be a church, that recognizes and stays true to the Bible as God's very word. You see, again, you can't make things up as you go along. You can't determine on your own what you want to believe. In fact, the Apostle Paul, as he was apparently facing imminent execution, coming to the end of his ministry on this earth, he charged Timothy, 
in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. He says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Why, Paul? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine or true teaching. But according to their own desires, according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And so Paul charged Timothy, admonished, exhorted Timothy, you preach the word, you keep preaching the truth, because there's going to come a time when people are going to want to have their ears scratched. They're going to want to be made to feel comfortable in what they want to believe and practice. But you keep preaching the truth. When it's popular, when it's not popular. When it's easy, when it's difficult. When it's readily accepted or when it's rejected, you keep preaching the truth. A third point or characteristic of identity in choosing the church that I should belong to is that it it must be a church that teaches the biblical method of membership. No voting in, no joining. The Lord adds to the church those who come to salvation through him. Acts 2 in verse 47. We come to salvation through him as we surrender to him in obedience, being baptized for the remission of our sins. Mark 16, 15 and 16. Acts 22 in verse 16. And it also needs to be a church that respects Jesus as its head. What name should your church or the church that you should belong to, what name should it wear? You know, there are all kinds of names out there for different denominations, a whole host of them. Have you ever stopped and wondered, is the name of that church in the Bible? In most every case, the answer to that question is no. Almost all denominational church names are not found in the Bible. Why? Why? Again, who is the head of the church? Ephesians 1, verses 22 and 23, he that is God, put all things under his feet, Christ's feet, and gave him, Christ, to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Again, in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18, he is the, he, Christ, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Preeminence? What does that mean? First place of honor. Well, if a church is supposed to be giving Jesus as its head, as its establisher and founder, the preeminence, the first place of honor in all things pertaining to the church, why would it name itself why would it use a name that does not even mention Jesus, does not even mention Christ? Why? I wonder how many people have wondered about that, have actually given that consideration in their mind. You see, 
Jesus is the head. The church is his body. Colossians 1 and verse 24 again. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is his church. The church is the body of Christ. When we look at Romans, I'm sorry, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in verse 1, I'm sorry, verse 12, the Apostle Paul wrote this, for as the body, and here he's talking about the physical body, he's using that as an illustration for the point that he's trying to get across in this general text. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. So when we think about our physical body, we see it has many members, don't we? Fingers, hands, toes, fingernails, toenails, hair, noses, eyes, ears, skin, feet, all kinds of internal organs. But all of those members come together by God's design to make up the body, one body. And that's simply the illustration that Paul uses to talk about the church. And he, here in verse 12, he doesn't even use the word church there initially. He says, so also is Christ. Christ. Now remember the identity of the church. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. Colossians 1 and verse 18. Colossians 1 and verse 24. The church is the body of Christ. The body of Christ. How do we get into the church again? Coming back to 1 Corinthians 12. By one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. And in verse 27, verse 27 of 1 Corinthians 12, you are the body of Christ. The church. The body of Christ. Christ is our only true head. Now, what should we call ourselves? by some name that is never used in the scriptures to identify the church of our Lord? Again, almost every denominational name is not found in the scriptures. Here's one, though, that is found. Romans chapter 16 and verse 16. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. The churches of Christ greet you. What does that mean? The churches that belong to Christ. But you see the reference point there? The point of identity? The churches of Christ. Recognizing that they belong to him. That they are his church. That he is their head and their Savior. The churches of Christ greet you. An appropriate name. What did Paul say in Colossians 1 and verse 18 when he said the church is the body of Christ? 
that in all things he may have the preeminence. The first place of honor. How could we get any more basic in giving Christ the first place of honor than by using a name that does exactly that? The churches of Christ greet you. Romans 16 and verse 16. Let's pray together. Father, thank you again for blessing us by having your Son to bring us the gospel message of salvation, but also to establish your church upon this earth. Thank you for teaching us that he is the only head of the church and for offering us entrance through him as we're baptized into him for the remission of our sins. Thank you for giving us your guidebook as to how to be the church and live faithfully before you on a consistent and daily basis. Please help the rest of the world to see the blessings that go with being in your church and help them to come to you for those blessings through Christ. Please, Father, we pray. Please forgive us, and gracious Father, hear our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.